0: Hey, this is Chris, hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. It's Labor Day here in the US and many people have today off. Plus, I'm prepping for a talk I'm going to be giving at a conference this week, so I needed a little bit of extra time. But I didn't want to leave you all with nothing, so I want to share with you one of the more interesting, awkward stories that I received over on This is Awkward, which is another podcast that I host with my good friend, Allison where we take the awkward stories, those awkward money moments from our listeners and discuss them on the show, hopefully helping them get through it without ruining all their relationships. So I hope you all enjoy this awkward conversation and I'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode.
1: My significant other and I were together for eight years and sadly decided to go our separate race earlier this year. A year and a half into our relationship, I purchased a home solely in my name and covered all associated costs, the down payment, inspection, et cetera, that we both moved into and lived in for a majority of our relationship. To provide some context, we both have good jobs with him earning slightly more than me. I'm in my late 30s and he is in his mid 50s. We differ quite greatly on how we handle money. He's spendy and I'm a saver and chose to keep our finances completely separate for the duration of our relationship. We split all household bills 50-50. During our time in the home, we refreshed or upgraded a majority of the spaces. I would fund major projects and he would offer to take on smaller pieces of the project as a way to contribute within his budget. For example, during the pandemic, I decided to upgrade our family room. I purchased new furniture, carpet, fireplace surround, and had the room painted. My significant other bought a new ceiling fan and installed new light switches and outlets. When we decided to go our separate ways, he sent me an email with an itemized list, which was effectively his credit card history from a big box hardware store, detailing every can of paint, outlet cover, and plant he purchased asking me to reimburse him for the expense without taking to account depreciation and normal wear and tear that occurs over six and a half years, as well as projects and items he chose to purchase on his own accord based on his comfort and aesthetic, some of which I would have chosen differently. I hope I'm not ever in a similar, similar situation again, but I am dying to know how Chris and Allison would handle this situation. I ended up paying him one third of the amount he was asking for, which he was not happy about, but accepted.
0: Ooh. There is oh a lot gosh. going on in that situation.
1: You know what? I feel like I missed an opportunity because I'm like I should have sent
0: my <laughs> ex boyfriend
1: from college, who was incredibly unhealthy, the receipts from my therapy sessions. Like, wow! Like, mm. like she got an itemized bill.
0: I want to know how detailed was it? Was it like an invoice? <laughs> was it like really it was formal? an
1: invoice? Oh, I hope so.
0: Okay. You know what? You did you did the work of reading it. I think you deserve to have the uh, the first say in this. Okay.
1: One. Here's what I have to say. I have to say, and, and I made sure that when I was thinking about this as I was reading through it, he said that it was shortly after, right? I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. this is someone got their feelings hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. And they
1: are reacting you know, obviously emotion, you know, Mm they're reacting emotionally. And to me, this has less to do about her. It has more to do about him and how he's choosing to deal with it. And this just sounds like someone angry. Like, it sounds like he is mad. Maybe I don't know who broke up with who. I don't know any of that. But regardless, to me, it sounds like he is bitter and mad. And he was just like, "Whoa, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show her. (laughs) I'm going to I would get back my money I put into her house. Right. That to me is like bitterness.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if you do that in like an apartment that you're leasing, if you like paint the walls, you have to then go buy more paint and paint over those walls. Like you buy two things of paint, you know? So it's. It,
0: so you said he should have gone in there and like taken all the things he added and put in the, <laughs> put in the yeah. replacement back in his place.
1: Well, no, not that. But like, to me, I think that this scene, like it, He said she says he does well with money. So if it's not a need financially, then I think it was a need emotionally for him to respond and almost just like a dig. Like, I'm going to make you pay me money. That's how Mm -hmm. I feel about it. What do you feel? What do you have to say?
0: One thing I wish I knew was because she said that she bought this house. She bought it. So she Mm -hmm. said, "I, I bought it solely in my name, covered all associated costs, down payment, inspection, et cetera. Yep. I want to know, was he paying her rent while oh, he was in there?
1: I would think so. We split all household bills
0: 50-50. So I'm assuming, right? So he was paying a, you know, something to her to be living in the house, I hope so. Yeah, I would, is, right? I would think
1: that means that they were splitting the mortgage payment 50-50. That's how I would take it.
0: Hmm. Okay, because I'm thinking like he... <sighs> But it's not his house. His name is not on the on the mortgage, Mm-mm. on the deed. He has no ownership in this house. No. And it sounds like she didn't ask him to do any of these renovations. It sounds like maybe he just wanted to do them. Like maybe. Because like, oh. she mean, said he, she financed no. all the other mod, like renovations that she wanted to do the house. And he did mm-hmm. some small things, some small projects. Yeah. Um, and, I like but, what
1: Michelle just said.
0: What did Michelle say?
1: You can put it up there. She says she go. should counter him with a bill for reverting the house back to good
0: taste. <laughs> like a security
1: deposit. Like she could be like, okay, yeah, you, lot, like you lost your security deposit. You don't have a security deposit. Like our last apartment before mm. we moved into our first house, we didn't get our security de- deposit back because the carpet had to be replaced.
0: You yeah, know? She could say, look, I had to live in this ugly house because of the things you did. So <laughs> reimburse me for the fact that I had to put it back to something pleasing to my eyes.
1: Yes, except yeah. she was mature. Yeah. And decided not to do that. Like, to me, it just sounds like someone got their feelings really hurt Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he, you know, decided to do something very, very creative, I will say.
0: Now, I want to ask you. So I think oftentimes we we we're we're kind of hesitant to talk about money, like in a formal sense, when it's like someone you care about. Right. Like you you don't want to treat your relationship like it's a contract, right? Like you're in a business Mm -hmm. agreement. But with something like this, this is what could happen, right? There's this yep. potential for these issues when you separate. How do you divide up everything? How do you handle all the mm. financial things you've built together? Especially because it didn't sound like they were married. I don't think she mentioned that they were married. No, they were like not. They were just together.
1: Yeah. So no, they were just were together for eight years.
0: On, like, if you're, you're a couple, you're not married, but you decided to live together. How do you handle the agreeing on what happens if you were to break up? Like, do you... Have some type of agreement in place. You sign something. Like what? What are your thoughts on that type of well, approaching it that way?
1: So Matt and I lived together before we were married. We moved in together before we were married, and um, we didn't have an agreement in place because, hello, we didn't talk about money. Yeah. But <laughs> I remember one of the things. I think maybe it was my mom or someone said, "What are you going to do if you break up?" So mm. what I wanted to do was, I wanted only his only one person's name, to be on the lease because like what do you do if if you break up you have two people on the lease right mm. but he was adamant no we're both going to be on the lease so we were both on the lease but we were um we weren't engaged when we moved in together but we were headed that way and i think that that's definitely really um it's something you have to think about and it's depressing to think about right it's like yeah, it's right. like you're you're thinking about something like Like, oh, it's destined to fail when you don't want to think. And so that's how I was thinking. But Matt was like, no, we're destined to work. Right. So it's hard. It's a necessary thing, I think, for you to think about, but it could be hard to actually talk about. Um, Yeah. So I think just like. Number one, going into relationship, knowing that you're not doing this because you don't want it to work. You're doing this for protection because you don't Mm. know what life offers. What if like one of you dies? Then you, you, I don't know. Like there's, you know, what what if that happens? I don't know. But it's a, it's not, you don't go into it hoping it, but I think that that's how it's taken. Mm. I guess. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think that what is that odds is the way you have to treat a relationship versus the way you treat your finances, mm-hmm. because like for the relationship, I think you often go in with this optimistic view, right? Like of course. you think you don't go in thinking, Oh, this is going to end, you know, the next six weeks. Like, you know, obviously yeah. if you're thinking that it's probably going to end, right? Right. So you go in with this, you be optimistic for the future that things are going to work out. But with finances, you have to almost always think about what is the mm-hmm. worst thing that could happen. What yes. do I do when everything falls apart and crumbles? How do I recover? How do I make sure I can still survive if I lose my job? If all of a sudden, you know, I can't work anymore. What do I do? If I have these yeah. huge expenses that pop up, I didn't expect. And those so, are at odds with the way you think about your relationship because you don't put, you don't really view them the same way.
1: So you're like doom and gloom. Is this what your diary entries look like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's, it's doom it and gloom. like, dear
1: diary, here's what I'm going to do when an earthquake hits. <laughs>
0: Like... <laughs> it's, it's not a doom and gloom step thing, but step
1: one, stand <laughs> underneath the doorframe. Step two, pay my security deposit on my.
0: <laughs> no, it's just that with money, you have to think about it, right? You can't be prepared unless you've considered the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like life insurance isn't a oh, you know, this would be nice to have. It's like if I died tomorrow, yeah. how much money would my how much money would my my family mm-hmm. need to live? Like you, you have to think about those things just to be actually prepared. But in relationships you don't wanna you kinda don't wanna bring that energy in, right? I yes. think that's what most people are like, yes. I, don't wanna, I don't wanna think about it that way. You know, it's gonna be great. Right. We're gonna be together forever.
1: Which is what Matt was like for us, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure how most couples are, because then that's depressing and that can lead to what you'd not think we're gonna be together. Do you not yeah. think this is gonna work out? And I mean, obviously they were together for eight years. That's I mean, that's that's long. That's like marriage, you know. That's you're with that's someone for a long time. That was a long commitment. Um, but I mean, do I think she should have paid it? I'm surprised she paid him a third of the amount. <laughs> Maybe I, a I, way
0: to just get her, to, get him to leave her alone, basically. Like, here, here's Yeah, here. it's
1: just like, okay, just here's here's a payment to you to get you to shut up kind of thing. But, yeah. I mean, would I have done that? No. If someone had done that from, to me, I would be upset. You know, I would be like, you
0: I would send be like, you a are bill? you
1: serious? Yes. I'd be like, are you serious? Like, are we acting like, is this how this is going to be? Is this how you're going to be about this? Um,
0: it's a petty move. It's a petty move. It
1: is a petty move. But I think that, you know, when you're when you're getting into relationships and and I did not think this necessarily when I was younger, I think just, you know, age and experience and everything like that plays into your lessons learned. That yeah, it's just yeah. so, um, so tricky to combine things before you're married.
0: It is. It really is.
1: And for some relationships, even combining when you're married can be tricky. Um, There's reasons why people have separate finances, and I'm not against that. But I just think that, you know, money plays such an important role in your life. You have to safeguard it and protect your finances and, and do all of that because you don't know what's going to happen.
0: No, you really don't. You really don't. All right, so I'm thinking about like, how would you approach someone? Because this is a situation where obviously they got into this relationship. They thought things were going to work out and they didn't, they they built a life yeah. together and it and it didn't turn out the way they expected it to. And I'm thinking of how can you approach this to be prepared, but without, I guess, offending the other person because that's the balance you're trying to strike. It's, I want to be prepared and I want to think through this situation financially, but I also don't want to think this person that, that I don't want this person to think that I'm planning on dumping them at some mm-hmm. point. So I'm just trying to protect myself. So you're right? saying
1: like every time you split a bill, you're not like, I'll take this one in case we break up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that- you're, like, you're like, Let's make sure we keep our money separate because when I leave you, I don't want you <laughs> trying to take some of my money. Like, you know, obviously you don't want to go yeah. about it like that.
1: I mean, I think like, to me, if I were to go back and do it differently, I would, you know, have one name on the lease, right? Um
0: Okay, wait, wait. I would have paused there. Cause I was gonna say, I forgot to mention this, that when Matt mentioned that, I thought that was a good idea because you do take the risk of one person having all the power if they're the only person with a name on the that's lease. True. That that's true. Because technically that's not your apartment. If you're not on the lease, you need to get up out of here. That like, is you, true.
1: But then like to me, I was thinking, well, like, okay, if it's a year long lease and you break up and then one person moves out, they still have to pay half of that rent. Like what if they're like demanding half of that rent? Like that to me would make me nervous. Um, I guess like have a plan B. I don't know. That's so hard. That's so hard. I would have, I would just say like have very clear expectations. Like when Matt and I lived together, we split the rent and then we did have different bills. Like he took me on his cell phone plan before we were married. So he could have like, if we broke up, he could have just canceled my entire cell phone plan, <laughs> taken yeah, my number, <laughs> like everything, you know? So like what, that wasn't necessarily wise. Right. But he was like, my, I was getting off of my parents' plan and he was like, this is smart. Let's get you on my plan. I'm like, are you trying to rope me in? So I can't leave. No, I'm He's like, I
0: got you. You can't leave now. We're um, all tied together.
1: Yeah, but I love what Michelle said. Michelle just wrote in, my mom said, never get a place you cannot afford on your own. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Like before Matt and I moved in together, it was actually going to be just his apartment. And I was looking for an apartment elsewhere. So he could afford the place on his own. I could have afforded it on, on my own. You know, it wasn't a super nice, fancy apartment. It was a one bedroom apartment. And I think that that's really big to, like really important to consider. Now, right now, like when you're married, you know, to say like something like I don't know if I could afford this house payment on my own if something would happen, you know, so like that's kind of hard. But I think when you're dating and you're not in this a marriage, then to, um, you know, just be very careful, just safeguard it, safeguard your money like you have to safeguard your heart um, because you don't you don't want to get screwed over. You don't want to get an itemized you receipt bill. You
0: don't. I was looking back here. Michelle also said a couple's prenup. Pre marriage. And not pre-marriage. I was thinking, okay, look, if you're deciding to move in together, people often think of that as like, oh, this is the next stage in our relationship. It's mm-hmm. like growth in the commitment and connection between the two of you. But they often don't think about it's also a big step financially. Mm-hmm. And what steps should you take to secure that and, and be responsible about it? And I don't know what, you know, I haven't been single in a long time. So I don't know what that looks like for people these days. But I would say that it's going to be difficult, but if you're already making the difficult decision to decide to move together, you also need to incorporate some type of discussion on how things would work out. If how, how things will be handled, if they don't work out. Right. And I mean, look, it sounds so cold to be like, well, maybe you should just have like a quick little one page contract and be like, look, if this doesn't work out, this is how we agree <laughs> to separate things. I mean, because outside of that, there's no legal protection for you if you break this up and like, you have to divide everything up.
1: We need to go see a notary. <laughs> we gotta get this notarized.
0: I'll take it to dinner you afterwards, though. Take
1: my TV. <laughs> when all this ends, you're not getting my 70 inch TV, okay? I know you're eyeing it. So we're adding that to the contract.
0: <laughs> Gosh, I mean, you know? I'm just saying, you you kind of have to, right? You because look, if you don't make a plan, I
1: think you should, then you
0: gotta you gotta deal with whatever you're stuck with at the end of the day. I think right. people
1: should lead with this on a first date. <laughs>
0: Like oh before <laughs> we before we get to this how I, I brought my iPad with me I have an NDA on here would you mind signing this really quickly I don't want you talking about what's gonna happen over oh the next several months of our relationship um also um just a- list all your assets I will list all mine uh that way we know what we had when we got into this oh my uh, gosh you- <laughs> no
1: this is awful oh goodness but no. I mean
0: even if it's bas- even if it's something as basic as who gets to keep the apartment? But that's the thing. I, I don't know how you approach this without offending the other person. That's the very hard part. Like to have these conversations, you have to have you to have a relationship mm-hmm. and then take it to this level. You have to have hard conversations. But yeah, I guess that that means you have to pick the right person, right? You have to I know, what you do. know this person.
1: You just say, uh, hey, I found this really great podcast it's called This mm. is Awkward. You should listen to episode number. F- I started on episode 50. Why don't we listen to it and have a talk about it? <laughs> then you don't have to bring it up. Boom, that's what you do.
0: He's to it in the car. I hope together. this
1: woman who wrote in sends this to her ex so that we could say, "Excuse me, Mister Mister Man, living Mr. in her Man. house, moocher." M- yeah, living in her house, you're gonna take the person who put a roof over your head for eight years and send her an itemized. Mm. Bill I hope my kids mm. don't do that To me I should or I have to do It to my kids what do I don't even know the weather She should be sending you an itemized bill
0: <laughs> oh. Here's all the property tax I paid that you Didn't contribute
1: boom. to boom right there Well I mean I, that could have been Included in like the mortgage with the S&P. yeah I don't Know but about that part yeah anyway anyway I think we need to I think we need to wrap This part up but basically yeah. what we're saying Is Chris and I both don't Know how to have this conversation <laughs> Good luck no, <laughs> is that, what? I feel like where we land. Usually I feel like we have something very positive and like powerful to share and right now I feel like we're both like I don't know it's going to be hard. Good luck. Look,
0: I I think I'm willing to commit to this and you don't want to commit to this answer but I'm committing to it. I think if you decide to move in with someone if you're deciding to combine your lives financially in this way that you need to sit down and you need to at least write out a paragraph that states hey look if this doesn't work out This is how we're going to divide things up. Who will keep the apartment? Who will move? If you've, if you bought anything together, who will keep what? Just do it. It's going to suck, but it's the responsible thing to do.
1: And it might even end your relationship right then and there.
0: There's a potential. I mean, I feel like, I feel like you, Allison, if, if Matt were to come to you, were to come to you when you were dating and said, Hey, let's just write out an agreement in case this doesn't work out. How would you have taken that?
1: I was the one doing that to him.
0: Yo, I was well, like, yeah, Who's "You were shouldn't actually <laughs> shouldn't be on the lease?
1: What if it doesn't work out?" Matt's like, Psh, "I already got a ring picked out." Let's don't don't even worry about that. No need to worry about that. No, I, I mean I don't think I would don't be know. I feel like I would be like, "Geez, do you have enough but Be- like trust in our relationship, clearly you think this is going to fail. I don't know. Here's what I want to say. I, you stand on that. That's fine. You get your contract, you get your notary <laughs> there, your witness. What I say is just keep, just, just have clear boundaries, have clear boundaries, keep things as separate as you possibly can. Don't mix money. Your money is so important. Your financial health is important. And for you to have a healthy Relationship does not mean your financial health has to mingle. That does not have to happen to have a healthy relationship. So, you know, uh, should he have sent her an itemized bill? I think not. Was it an emotional response? Yes. Could he have gone to therapy instead and maybe still felt a little bit better about himself and not have gone through that? Yeah.
0: Ooh, like, you can put you can put a little like like uh, uh, addendum to your contract, right? That says at the end, if I break up with you, I will have to pay for your first three therapy sessions, that way you can work through these emotions. Because I'm not giving you any money. There you go. You can add that. You can add that to your contract. Wow.